Hey, 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 this is Laura, and welcome to another episode of Fight Like a Girl, a Survivor's Tale. Disclaimer, Fight Like a Girl, a Survivor's Tale podcast does not condone violence in any form. Nada, none, never, ever. Uh, Let's go ahead and give out our resources. Um, If you know somebody that's in a very violent situation, um, domestic violence, or if yourself is in a domestic violence situation, you can find help. You can find help for others at 1-800-799-7233, which is the National Domestic Violence Hotline. This is for the United States, guys. I don't know them for other countries, but I will research that and put it on my um, website as well. Uh, Next one, if you are feeling so down and depressed and your life does not have meaning, number one, me, I'm telling you, you're loved. Your life has meaning. You will touch somebody else's life with your story. So please, please fight. Fight hard to stay alive. Choose life. If you can, choose life. And you can text or call 988 to get help. If you know of a child that's being abused physically, mentally, emotionally, in any way, any way of abuse, call 1-800-422-4453. That's called child help. Did you know that a lot of our homeless is LGBTQIA and they're being abused? They're being kicked out of their homes. They're being called horrific, horrific things and being beaten. There is help for them out there. It's the network, Law Red, 1-800-832-1901. Guys, please reach out. Please, please find the help that you need. Maybe it's just talking to somebody else. Maybe it is reaching out to one of these organizations that I just met or that I just mentioned. Also, if you know of somebody that is being human trafficked or um, is a target for that, reach out to, there's a great organization called Operation Underground Railroad. Amazing people, amazing. And they are rescuing people all over the world that have been human trafficked. So please, please, please reach out to them. You can find my website with those um, resources on it at fightlikeagirlalwa.wixsite.com forward slash my hyphen site. Again, that's fight like a girl, alwa.wixsite.com forward slash my hyphen site. On there, you can find the resources. You can find my podcast that I've done so far. You can uh, find my contact information. And let's just band together and be, be united. There's a lot of ununified behavior going on right now that is just heartbreaking and we need to stand together we need to come together we need to help unify our nation and the countries of the world it starts within your own circle in your own neighborhood and branch out from there your community your church your uh, whatever that is for you start banding together and let's spread love not hate there's so much hate so much And we just need to support each other. 
Um, so I just want to kind of tell a cool thing. I went and saw the movie yesterday, and I know I'm going to say this wrong. Chevalier. It's a. It's so it's a musician. Um, he, he's he is um, a man of color that um, back in like early French before the revolution, I think it was like 1700 into the 1800s. And it's based on a true story. It's spelled C-H-E-V-A-L-I-E-R. Chevalier. I can't, I'm sorry. I can't pronounce that right. Um, But anyways, it was an amazing movie. I was the only one in the theater, which was kind of weird. But I just, I just fell in love with this movie because it was this man's struggle of being an amazing musician and, and all the abuse that he took going to this school, because back then, you know, they were, I mean, I feel like we're still persecuting people today. We are, um, but you know, going to a, a all white French music school and his father just basically dropped him off. He was, um, an indiscretion between his white father and um, his mother was a slave on a plantation. And so he played the violin just beautifully, beautifully. And it was during the time of Marie Antoinette, um, her reign. And I was excited to see who played her. It was Lucy Boynton. from uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, you know, he, she played um, Freddie Mercury's girlfriend at first. And I just, this movie was just so moving and I felt so educated. I had no idea about this man or his life. And the music was just gorgeous. The violin music, it was just, it was so bo- gorgeous. So anyways, guys, go see that movie. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, especially if you like like history stuff. Um, so let's today I want to talk about um, post traumatic stress disorder and kind of what that looks like and the things in our lives that have triggered PTSD for us. And so PTSD is a mental health. Con- oh, I want to say I got this information off the MayoClinic.org. MayoClinic.org. Um, And so post-traumatic stress disorder is a mental health condition that's triggered by a terrifying event, either experiencing it it or witnessing it. Symptoms may include flashbacks, nightmares, and severe anxiety, as well as uncontrollable thoughts about the event. Most people who go through traumatic events may have temporary difficulty adjusting and coping, but with time and good self-care, they usually get better. If the symptoms get worse, last for, say, months or even years, and interfere with your day-to-day functioning, you, have, you may have PTSD. Um, so let's talk about the symptoms and stuff. I'm going to go through this website, and then I'm going to tell a few stories about things that have caused severe PTSD for me. Um, so post-traumatic stress disorder symptoms may start within one month of traumatic event but sometimes symptoms may not appear until until years after the event. These symptoms cause significant problems in social or work situations and in relationships. They can also interfere with your ability to go about your normal daily tasks. PTSD symptoms are generally grouped into four types. Intrusive memories, 
avoidance, negative changes in thinking and mood, and changes in physical and emotional reactions. Um, and it can vary from person to person. Everybody experiences it differently. So let's talk about the intrusive memories. So symptoms of intrusive memories may include recurrent and wanted distressing memories of the traumatic event, reliving the traumatic event as if it were happening again, flashbacks, upsetting dreams or nightmares about the traumatic event, severe emotional distress or physical reactions to something that reminds you of the traumatic event. So with all the abuse, you know, that we've discussed so far on this podcast, there's definitely things that for many years would trigger me back to those memories. The biggest one that I can think of that I still suffer with is the bug situation. When my dad used to torture me with um, like throwing the big fake bugs into my bathtub or chasing me with them. To this day, that brings up so much anxiety and so much like fear. I get physically sick. I break down and start crying. I pee my pants. I literally cannot be around any kind of insects, butterflies, to ladybugs, to spiders, to, you know, creepy crawly things on the floor. Like I freeze and freak out. And this is caused and is PTSD. The next one is avoidance. Symptoms of avoidance may include trying to avoid thinking or talking about the traumatic event, avoiding places, activities, or people that remind you of the traumatic event. So in our last episode, I talked about how, you know, my, uh, my ex would like just call me these horrible names. And then how many years later, after I had left my husband, my ex husband, um, how my brother brought it back around and said it was all my fault and he could understand why this happened to me. So, you know, again, that, that was something that my brother reminded me of my original traumatic event and caused avoidance in my life. Um, negative changes in thinking and mood is the next one. Um, so negative thoughts about yourself or other people or the world, hopelessness about the future, Memory problems, including not remembering important aspects of the traumatic event. Difficulty maintaining close relationships, feeling detached from family and friends, lack of interest in activities you once enjoyed, difficulty experiencing positive emotions, feeling emotionally numb. I cannot tell you guys how detached I was for so many years. I was so numb. I could watch you know, something happened to somebody that I knew or didn't know. And I would just immediately become emotionally shut off. Like I would stop feeling at that moment, um, detached from my life, my family. Um, the detachment from my family at this point is because I desire it to be that way. But at the time, early years, detachment from my family was huge and, and friends. And I just, I lost a lot of my friends because I, I just stopped communicating. So that was, that was really hard for me to go through. What was worse was or harder was trying to find myself again and remaining attached. There are still times today where I find myself wanting to detach from the moment or detach from what I'm feeling. So I don't have to feel it, which is avoidance. And I really try to stay in the present and allow those feelings to flow so that I can allow different things to heal in my life. Um, the next one is changes in physical and emotional reactions. 
being easily startled or frightened, always being on guard for danger, self-destructive behavior such as drinking too much or driving too fast, trouble sleeping, trouble concentrating, irritability, angry outbursts or aggressive behavior, overwhelming guilt or shame. Um, so again, there are things here that I, I still suffer with trouble sleeping. Um, because I, I get so anxious and worked up sometimes about the next day starting. And that is, that's, you know, that comes from like past trauma, um, for a long time, self-destructive behavior. Remember in the last episode when I talked about how overweight I had become, I was self-destructing. I was eating everything in sight, everything. And I was putting on the weight, putting on the weight, putting on the weight. And that is self-destructive behavior. I was trying to destroy myself. So again, go to mayoclinic.org. Um, and if you search in their, um, web, in their website, you can um, find the post-traumatic stress disorder. I found this, this site to be very helpful. And as I was looking at it before I started, I, I, I gained some understanding in my own life and I could relate to those things that it was saying were symptoms of PTSD. I could relate to those things. And then that kind of scared the hell out of me because I'm like, wow, here I thought I was such a healed person and I'm doing so much better. And now I'm like, I still have some of these issues that I need to work through, apparently. Um, so, you know, like it said, sometimes PTSD can be with you for many, many, many years. Uh, maybe even until, you know, you pass away and, and go on to the next journey. So, uh, becoming self-aware, I think, is really important so that you can work on those things and work on staying attached and being in the present and not living in the past or the future, but being present today at this moment, right now, this minute, is really important for us. So let's talk about some things that cause me PTSD. Of, co of course, number one, growing up with my dad, being married to an abuser. Um, then let's talk about what cancer did to me as far as like having PTSD um, that caused trauma in my life. So this is really hard for me to talk about because it was such a painful time, not just physically, but mentally, emotionally. Um, I felt, I felt really alone, even though I had the support of my children and my mom and, and different people. I still, I lost, number one, I lost friends. Um, I lost family connections and, you know, it just was, it was heartbreaking and I feel like people just don't understand how to communicate to someone who has cancer and is going through that treatment. Um, it's important guys to remain that person's friend. And even if you don't talk to them often, just letting them know that you're still there helps just putting that out there. So some of my PTSD comes from, um, feeling like I was going to die. Um, the pain of going through chemo is horrific. It's, it is literally, it is so horrific. Um, and having to deal with that pain mentally. So what I learned to do, there's so many things. I was so blessed. So one of my first early trips to the emergency room, 
because I was in so much pain was I had this nurse. She was amazing. And I had been in the ER and I was like, I really need to go to the bathroom. So, you know, I got over to the bathroom and literally like pretty much almost passed out in the bathroom. They had to help me get back. And, and this nurse sat down with me and she was just like, I need to help you. I need to help you to learn how to get through this pain. And she taught me breathing techniques on how to breathe through pain. And I still use those today. Like I, I still use those today. And I just am so grateful for this nurse in my life, but the pain caused me a lot of PTSD. So if I start to feel, okay, so this is kind of TMI, but one of the things with chemo is I would get severely constipated. And when I could finally go to the bathroom, which was normally the fourth day after chemo is when I would be at my worst. And um, the release of that bowel movement, it was so painful at first that when it would release, like I was weak. I felt like I was going to pass out. I was lightheaded. It was just, it was horrific. And so to even today, this is where my PTSD comes in. And I, I recognize this as something that is still an issue in my life is that when I do say have moments of constipation, I have to go to the bathroom. I immediately start to shut down emotionally. I start to freak out. I start to, um, have like severe anxiety and I experience that pain still and then that release. And it's like, I still feel like I'm going to pass out. And this triggers back to when I did have the chemo and I did have to go through that. And, um, it causes me still, like I said, so much anxiety and that PTSD of that is so real. Like it's so real in my mind. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to have to go to the bathroom. It's going to hurt. It's going to, it's going to cause me to pass out. I'm going to get so weak. I'm going to get so weak. What do I do? What do I do? And it's like this vicious cycle. And so that's something that still affects my life today. And I'm, I try to work through that. I use my breathing techniques that that nurse taught me. I think her name was Tracy, um, up at Mount Pleasant hospital in Utah. And she, she was again, just amazing, but I, I use those techniques. Um, I found myself going through pain at that time where I would detach so I didn't have to feel the pain. So one of the PTSD things that, PTSD things that stick with me still today, if I'm in a lot of pain because I have fibromyalgia and arthritis, I have a lot of pain in my life. One thing that is my outlet and has been my constant outlet is movies. I own like probably over 500 movies on Amazon Prime. I have a big binder of DVDs, but these things are my outlets. And so as I am in severe pain, I, I just kind of step out of my body and watch a movie and try to move through that pain um, until like the Tylenol or ibuprofen kicks in and I start to feel a little bit better. And so this is something that still is like a huge issue for me. Um, other things that, that are traumatic from that cancer experience is just if I say, if I have a pain somewhere in my body that is consistent and doesn't go away, the first thing that comes to my mind is, do I have cancer again? And I start to freak out. I start to not be able to breathe. I start to just like, I just go down this rabbit hole. And one thing that I decided for myself is I will never have cancer again. I won't. 
I'm just not going to, it's not going to happen. I've, it's just, it's not, I've been very blessed and I have been reminded over and over that this will not happen. But once you have cancer, when you have that kind of pain in one generalized area, you tend to think, oh my gosh, I have cancer. You know, it's like that trigger response. Um, so that's something else for me that is severe PTSD. Um, I want to talk more about my cancer years and things that you can do to help if you're going through cancer, but that will be a different episode. Today, I just really want to talk about PTSD. Um, another thing that happened is at, after I got done fighting my cancer battle, during this time, I had, um, I had my Millie girl, but I also had a boxer named Chance. I had had him since 2010 and raised him, and he was my protector. He literally would stand between me and whoever I was talking to, even my own mother. He would, he stood between us if she tried to give me a hug goodbye. He was not going to let anything ever happen to me. I, sorry, I miss him every day. I love Chance so much. He helped me through the hardest times in my life. I just want to tell you a quick story about how remarkable he was. So when I was going through fibromyalgia flare-up really bad when I first learned I had it, and, and uh, my kids were gone to church activities or something, and I was laying in bed, and I was so dehydrated. And I was like, Chancey, I'm so thirsty. I'm so dehydrated. I don't have the energy to get up. He went and got a case of water and drug it to my bedside. I kid you not. Um, this is the type of dog he was. He was loyal and loving and kind and compassionate and my best friend. And the year after I got done fighting cancer, I had to put him down because he had cancer. And I still... Regret the day that this happened because we went in to the, to the vet. Well, what happened was he couldn't swallow his food anymore. He had like tumors in his throat. And, and we went to the vet. I knew what my mission was that day. We were going to, it was Shania and I, and we were going to have to go put down chance. And I remember sitting in that office and they gave him the first shot, which should have knocked him out. And the doctor came in to get him and he stood up and he was barking and growling because he didn't want to leave me. And then they had to give him another shot and that like put him, you know, at least asleep. And they asked me, do you want to be here for the final shot? And I said, I can't, I can't, I can't watch that. And I left him there, and I felt so guilty for so long. I loved him so much. And like I said, I miss him so much. This was in 2016, March of 2016. And it has caused me severe PTSD because my Millie girl, I... Watch, have watched her now go from nine weeks old to almost nine years old. And, you know, I can see the changes in her body that she's getting older. And I get so anxious and so, like, I, on the inside, I just can't control that. I cannot even imagine the day when I don't have my Millie girl with me. And 
the thoughts of putting chance down and having to think about, you know, nobody lives forever. And that includes our pets and um, the, the pain and anxiety that I feel from the day that I'm going to have to do this is killing me. Like it kills me. And I think I need to stop looking at the future that this is what's going to happen, but live in the present. And so that's what I've started doing with Millie is that every day I wake up, I just hug her and I'm like, I'm so grateful to you. I'm so grateful because she is my companion. She's my little, my little Millie. And, uh, and I just try to stay in that moment. Now, when she gets sick, I freak out. The other night she was throwing up all night long and I was exhausted and and uh, I've gotten better. I'm like, okay, I know what's wrong. Her tummy's upset. So I made her some rice and some broth. And, and so I try not to get freaky when she's sick. But that thought always comes back into my head of watching Chance, you know, fight to stay alive so that he could be my protector. Now, I don't know how many of you believe in like spirit guides and spirit animals and all that but I am a firm believer in spirit guides and, um, chance he still comes to me. I can feel his presence at times. I can feel his presence right now. And he's just like, mom, you know, I love you. I love him so much, but anyways. Um, and so I know that he's always my companion. You know, I can call upon him when I need him. Um, when I'm feeling scared, I call upon him to protect me while I sleep. And so I per- ask him to protect Millie too, you know, especially when I'm not at home and stuff. So I'm a firm believer in spirit guides and he is one of mine. And I'm so very grateful for that, that he is, you know, that he's, he's with me and, and, uh, loves me. And so these, these kind of things cause PTSD in our lives, you know, like the loss of a pet or, or they can cause PTSD. It depends on how you look at it, I guess. And, and, uh, seeing a traumatic event, like a car crash or something like that. I, I've got other stories about traumatic events. I was in a horrific car accident and, and, uh, I'll share that one at a different time because I am coming up on 30 minutes and I don't like going over that for this podcast. So, uh, Sorry about all the crying. Jeez, what a blubbering mess. Don't forget to go to mayo.org so that, or mayoclinic.org so you can look up more information on PTSD. Um, know that there is people out there with support groups that can help you as well. I belong to a wonderful group of women on Facebook, the Peaches for my cancer. And, um, they're always there if I start to have a freak out moment, especially my good friend that runs it, Lori. I love her to death and I'm so eternally grateful to her. She runs this group of thousands and thousands of women and she is just so full of love and kindness and compassion. And she guides us through our freak out moments. And I just, I love her and I'm so grateful to her. And so you can find these different support groups that can help you get through these things. Um, So you can listen to my podcast at Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Podcast Inbox, Deezer, Samsung Podcast, iHeart, TuneIn, Listen Notes, and RSS. Um, 
I just saw this quote that I have on my website. It says, here's to strong women. May we know them, may we raise them, and may we be them. I love that. Um, you can email me if you'd like to share your story or be a, a special guest on my podcast at fightlikeagirlalways at gmail.com. Fightlikeagirlalways at gmail.com. Um, you can find my my uh, website at fightlikeagirlalwa.wixsite.com forward slash my hyphen site. Guys, it's been a good podcast and I just, I'm so grateful. I'm grateful for all of you. I'm grateful for the love in my life. I'm grateful for my animals and my children. And a big shout out to Shania and Ash and Zach. And I love you guys forever. You are the best part of me. And thank you for being in my life. Have a great night, everybody.